what they forget is you basically, you still, you're still a person. You still live day to day. And that's why the lifestyle design to me is the most important thing is what are your goals? How are you working to obtain them? And then what do you want your, your Monday through Sunday to look like? Like, what do you want your day to day to look like? What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This week's guest on the podcast is doing some huge things in the real estate investing space in New Hampshire, as well as co-hosting an incredible entrepreneurship and financial freedom-focused podcast called Tell Us Why. Today, Mike shares an absolutely unreal amount of value and super actionable advice that you could start implementing today. In this episode, we get to chat about a collection of different topics for just about everyone, regardless of what stage you are at in your ventures. In this episode, we dig into starting with the end in mind, enjoying your lifestyle design while building, delegating those low dollar per hour tasks, and so much more. There is so much to take in in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 64 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, we get the great pleasure of chatting with Mike Ketchen, an absolutely amazing New Hampshire-based investor and co-host of the Tell Us Why podcast. What's going on, Mike? How's everything going, man? What's new? Good, good, Kyle. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, love talking real estate, love talking some investing, and thank you for for plugging the podcast. It's great to talk to another host as well. (laughs) Thank you very much, man. The the pleasure is all mine. I I was very excited to have you on. (laughs) All right. So we we could kind of jump right in, you know. Um, So what kind of got you into real estate? Like, what's your backstory? What were yeah. your the humble beginnings? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, the end of real estate, I was uh, working education previously, and I was getting pretty burnt out in that. I worked in an urban school district that was pretty tough, and I was in an administration role as the dean of students. So I basically was in charge of all the discipline, attendance. You know, if there was a problem, I had to solve it, yeah. which is beneficial because that's kind of what I enjoy doing, and it kind of translates to this. And um, we had basically turned around a school, hit our mission. They were going through some more changes now, reorganizing the district, all that stuff. And I was just burnt out. And at the same time, my wife was uh, commuting um, to her job in MIT. We were, we, were, we were not really seeing each other much, you know, every day at that point. And say there had to be something else. Uh, I'll never forget. I was um, hanging out. I think I was like playing Madden with a buddy or something. And I heard about... Uh, you know, I wanted to flip a house. So figure I'll get a HELOC, flip a house. I Google, I discover, you know, bigger pockets and happen to be there episode 200. And from there just kind of got rolling and fast forward. It's been uh, almost five years. We've got a little under 300 units, five Airbnbs have done a bunch of flips and you name it. And here we are. That's awesome, man. Oh my God. Thank you, man. <laughs> I really like that too, you know, about going from that, from like that kind of role, especially, you know, like a kind of a firefighter, you know, if you will. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and translating that over to real estate, which definitely is not all sunshines and rainbows all the time. <laughs> no, it is. no, it is not. No, it is. Um, and, you know, and, and that's so important to, to hit on because what happens is, you know, social media really romanticizes a lot of this. And it is great. Listen, there's, there's tremendous perks to this, but I think it also, those perks show up around lifestyle design and financial freedom and other concepts. Not necessarily this, but, you know, if you go on, you know, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, I mean, you name it. And there's so many just like disingenuous kind of nonsense that gets pushed, you know, what we associate with wealth, if you will. And that's why I think podcasts like yours are so important. And what we're trying to do with Tell Us Why is really kind of show the truth. Like, hey, there, there really is real money to be made. There really is financial freedom. But it doesn't mean, you know you know, showing up in like a Lambo every day with, you know, blowing cash. Like I've now bought deals, negotiated, have people on my phone. I can call with net worths of a couple hundred million dollars and none of them live. Like it's so disconnected from what we associate with. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you, man. You know, like it, it really is crazy. Like, you know, the stuff that society kind of uses as, as wealthy, um, you know, the stereotypical, exactly like the Lambos and mansions and the girls and like, you know, this, that, the other, and it's, it's crazy, man, you know, and then, you know, to see some of the people even around us, you know, like in, investors, like, especially around our kind of necks of the woods, um, you know, are doing some pretty big things and, and live the same way that we do, you know, like, I, I really love that, like humble, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think my wife said it best. And she actually said it to me recently because we were thinking, because, you know, I mentor and coach a lot of people and what they, what they romanticize is they think of the big events and there are big events, you know, Hey, we, we travel a lot. We do that. I mean, that's, those are big events. But what they forget is you basically, you still, you're still a person, you still live day to day. And that's why the lifestyle design to me is the most important thing is what are your goals how are you working to obtain them? And then what do you want your, your Monday through Sunday to look like? Like, what do you want your day to day to look like? Like a big goal, honestly, big goal early on. And I still follow it was I said, when, when I left my job to do this full time, my first just like bucket list goal is I said, I'm never going to set an alarm clock again. I don't want alarm clocks. Nice. I want to wake up. Exactly. Yeah. Such a small thing, right? Such a small microcosm. How many of us, though, are not in control of our own time with when we wake up? Oh, totally. And when you start shifting your thinking that way and start thinking, I want total control, I want you know total accountability, good, bad, lifestyle design, with small goals, they start to steamroll and start to you snowball into bigger goals. And it's just shifting your thinking and, and kind of getting into that. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more, man. You know, like it, it does sound like so small, but like it's such a big thing. You know, I feel that, man. Like, I'm up at four o'clock every day for my day job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and like half the time I'm turning over and trying not to be too late for work. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. totally get where you're coming from, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's such a, a much bigger thing, you know? And like, it's just, it's like a lot of that small kind of stuff, you know, that if you can just be able to kind of do your own thing or like, you know, sleep in a couple more hours or something, like it's, you know, could translate you know, to a much higher level of happiness. Hey, like those small victories will help you win the war. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So what's kind of your, your drive and your vision for the long term? 
That was kind of a nice transition. <laughs> no, no. So we are, uh, everything we do is very um, goal uh, oriented, if you will. Um, and I just turned 37 and the goal has been for a while. Uh, my, my, my business partner, there's three of us who own the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, Matt and uh, uh, Matt Hitchcock, my business partner, and my wife, Hannah. And he threw something out there. Maybe after two years of doing this, when we weren't really full, we were just thinking about full time. We, it was just kind of exciting to be doing it. And um, he threw a number out there of six figures passively a month for each, for each one of us. And I remember being like, dude, like one, crazy. <laughs> I don't need that to live on now. I'm very comfortable. And, you know, but, but then I stopped and I said, you know what? You know, why not? Why not have a goal that's so ambitious, but I want to do it my way. I want to design the time freedom. I want the systems. I want everything. So we really sat down. Well, now fast forward three years later, you know, fortunately that goal seems obtainable. And it's also coinciding with, I said, by the time I'm 40, I will be a consultant in my own company. Yeah. So even the decision-making, the clarity that comes with that, we've recently added uh, this year two team members. I've been recruiting these guys. I said to these two gentlemen three years ago, I said, I want you both to come run my company someday. Fast forward three years later, they're now both working with us. And the goal is to give them and build with them and have them understand what we're doing so we can step away. So now we're laying that framework, right? So 2022 is really time to double up one more time and then double one more and then I'm out of here. So it kind of gives that kind of vision and that drive and and really kind of chase that down and you, you have that clarity behind your decision making to try to obtain that goal if you will i love that man definitely and that's something that i kind of want to stem on for a second is like like learning like the delegation and like being able to step into those like higher level <clears throat> higher level roles you know for your business and stuff like to keep working towards that vision it really is crazy man like <clears throat> i'm sorry I actually, uh, so for the podcast, actually, it's um, kind of cool, actually, you know, because guys, uh, you know, like Mike said, he ho- is a co-host of a phenomenal podcast as well. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, yeah. So basically, like, for a while, I've wanted to uh, hire out like the editing and stuff of this podcast to somebody else, you know, yep. because like, I, I'm a real estate agent as well, like part time, like with my day job. And, uh, basically, um, you know, it would take up like at least four or five hours on like a Sunday, you know, of like trying to run it through my computer and like my computer's about to blow up and everything. And like, you know, trying to get it to load on our internet and stuff and upload, you know, for the next day. And it was a nightmare in the bigger picture. Yeah. Like recently I, uh, I've wanted to hire like a virtual assistant for a long time, like somebody from like, you know, like the Philippines or you know, somewhere like that, that's a lot more experienced in editing and stuff than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause I, I, I didn't really want to be like a graphic designer or anything like that's, you know, yep. really far away from anything that I wanted to do. <laughs> but, you know, I ended up uh, hiring a guy recently, you know, and was able to kind of, um, you know, get my processes in place, like that I've been doing for a while, give those off to him and, you know, still tell him, be like, Hey man, like, you know, I know, you know, you do this all the time. Like, I want you to kind of put your spin on it, you know, and like kind of 
do it the way you want to. Like his kind of like the main vision, but I want you to kind of include like some of your stuff, you know, and like, we can talk about it. We can figure it out and go back and forth. And, um, he's actually, uh, like fully edited a couple episodes for me and like, you know, freed up like entire days and like, well, it's still like super at its infancy, but yeah. And what you just said is so important. If, if we're going to unpack that for a second, right, on multiple layers to what you just said there. So one, if you can't monitor it, you can't manage it, right? But at the same time, the big thing is, people. We have to get comfortable with tough conversations because you cannot fully trust someone, and you cannot get time freedom if you can't trust someone to perform because what you just said right there is so impactful, right? If you're going to hire someone to do a job, let them do the job, but don't be afraid to hold them accountable to your vision. But at the same time, you got to allow them to flourish, right? Too often we bottleneck ourselves. More importantly though, I want to stay with the other thing you just said. So you're building your brand, you're getting out there. You understood, you saw the problem area. And this is where, again, we get in our own heads a lot of times. And you know, you've heard the saying, I'm sure. And you've had guests say it, you're the swinging the hammer, right in the check. Yeah. And what people often confuse with is they don't value their own time enough, right? So you just said something earlier. You said, hey, I'm an agent. I'm an investor. I got a day-to-day. If you got one deal or one commission or anything with that Sunday, instead of editing those four hours, you compounded that return, right? And when you look through that lens, if you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you continued to edit the podcast. Exactly. And People will look at it and say, oh, you know, he's paying this guy, whatever you're paying him, 25, 50 bucks an hour, whatever it is, I don't care. Yeah. So what we came up with to work through that framework is it's almost like picture like a, like an hourglass, okay? In the middle is your $100 an hour tasks. Then below that, excuse me, not 100, excuse me, in the middle is your $1,000 an hour tasks. Then below that, you've got your 100, you got your $10 an hour tasks. Of that, you've got your 10,000, your 100,000, and your million dollar tasks. I try to stay in the hundred thousand and million dollar an hour task. And then people look at that and they go, oh, you're crazy. It's not that much. I said, well, hold on a second. I've now scaled. We have a $40 million real estate portfolio. We flipped houses. We we, we sold a house last Friday that there was a little niche. There was a little code loophole that we found in Massachusetts where we bought two properties in the same lot, split the lot and just sold them off. We made $180,000 and I never even basically went to the properties. We did nothing but move paper rounds. Yeah. It took me maybe call it 20 hours total. So what, what's, what's, your, what's your ROI on that, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, people struggle thinking about those bigger numbers because they seem gargantuan. Yeah. When in reality, if you shift your thinking and you start paying attention to what you're giving your time to and you put systems in place and you tell yourself, I'm the $10,000 an hour task and the $100,000 an hour task, and you put yourself in that position to do it, you can really get to that mindset, but you, you have to be willing to delegate. You have to take the time to create the systems. You have to lay the foundation, but then you also have to step back and allow that to flourish with you in the background. So you're working on the 10,000, hundred thousand and you know, million dollar an hour tasks. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that analogy too, man. That hourglass, like that's, that's crazy. It's so true though. You know what I mean? And like, it was something that was really tough. And like I said, like I've wanted to do it for probably almost a year. And I'm like, oh, no, like, that's going to take, you know, way too much time. Like, I don't have that kind of time. Like, you know, I'm looking for my own house and like, you know, trying to do work stuff here and there. And like, you know, that's going to take a whole nother thing, you know, to hire somebody and manage everything. And then when I actually sat down to do it, like, 
everything changed. Like everything like just totally went off. You know, and like I said, like it, this is definitely still at its infancy, but like it made me just like realize something. Like it was like a punch to the face, man. Like, whoa, like where other where are the other areas, you know, of real estate and stuff and like you know, just other stuff in general. Can I bring in like a virtual assistant or like somebody to delegate? Or like literally like it made more sense. You know, like I wrote up um, I don't know if you've read Attraction by Gina yeah. Wickman at all. Perfect. All right. So I absolutely love that that uh, operating system. You know, I'm super fascinated with like the vision sheet and everything. And I wrote up like a vision sheet for the podcast. And, uh, you know, it was I literally like looked at it from like a whole nother angle after I was able to delegate out like a big part of it. You know, like now I'm looking at like, you know, doing things like in advance a couple of weeks and like a lot more social media out here. And like literally everything changed because I was able to just like give that to somebody else, have it get done much better than I could do. And yeah, I mean, I'm paying for it, but it's freeing up a hell of a lot of time. And like you said, you know, like if you're able to get into like any of those tasks that are, you know, much more uh, of a return per hour. So, you know, like as an agent or like out oh, deal hunting or whatever, like it's, it's 110% worth it, <laughs> you know? But, you know, break it, break it down, break it down to an example in this most simplistic form that anybody can relate to. Yes. People will cut their own lawn rather than pay someone $40. Yet they'll go to work for a hundred, $120 an hour, $150 an hour. Okay. So why would you not work the extra hour? and make the extra $90, $100. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very simplistic when you look at it that way. And it just always kind of resonated with me. And, you know, you said something in traction about traction that's very impactful, but also gets lost, right? So we overthink things. Anybody can buy traction. Anyone can implement and monitor the systems. Yet, why do we continue to have inefficiencies? Because people won't do the work. You're right. You said it took you a year to execute. Once you executed, you're already bearing the fruit. But again, we tend to think too big. We tend to get in our own way. So it's very important to align our focus, aim small, take it step-by-step, step, chunk those goals, put together that framework and work towards those items. So they not only become actionable, they also become obtainable. And then we can be intentional with our actions and we can obtain those goals. I love that, man. It's so true. And like, now I'm like totally kicking myself for not just jumping into this like six months ago. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could have made my life 10 times easier, you know, man. Like, and it's like, it's something as small as that, you know, like, it, like I thought it was way harder than, than it was, than it ended up being, you know what I mean? And like, anybody can do it, you know, like, like you said, like, you just have to, you know, like have the vision and like take the action and like, just do it, you know, like figure it out on the way. And like, yep. it just, like, I was almost like pissed, like that it, it wasn't nearly as hard as I thought it was. Oh my God. Like, why the hell didn't I do that a long time ago? Or like, well, why did I miss all this time? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and you know, you did it now, which is the important part. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's, um, you know, something that, that like affects a lot of people and in a lot of different areas of their life. You know, it's like, just like trying to take the action and like, you know, if you fall flat, like that's fine. As long as you learn from it. And then, you know, when you go back the second time, like the first times thing isn't going to happen, you know, and like, like, that's kind of a principle that that really sticks with me is like, if you're jumping into something for the first time, 
you know, you're kind of building like a baseline, I guess you could say. And like, you know, if things go okay, or if you fall completely flat, like whatever, like it might not happen on the first time. But as long as you learn from it, like when you keep coming back over and over again, like it's just gonna eventually you're gonna get what you want. You know, like yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to fail when you're persistent, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's just one of those things, like it's <laughs> but yeah. So Mike, would you mind um, you know, kind of telling the story of how you acquired like that first property, like you know, kind of did that that first flip. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole story. Uh, <laughs> we had we had looked at um, so we decide we decide. Let me back it up. We decide we're gonna you know flip house. Yeah. Listen to every podcast. I tend to have an obsessive personality, so I'm I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm trying, and math excited, and hands excited, and you know we're all we're all very much into it. And um, looking, 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 looking. Nothing's making sense. Nothing's working. Which in the time. Plenty of them probably did. We didn't know what the hell we were looking for. Um, but I come across Craigslist, which is one of the places. I actually bought three properties off Craigslist, which is funny. Um, there was this house in Kenny, Kenny Bunkport, which I hadn't even heard of. But I went to college with someone who lived in Kenny Bunk. And I was like, oh, I think I remember that being a rich area. <laughs> middle, middle, of a, middle of a snowstorm, we drive from Wentworth by the Sea, which is like in like the lakes region of New Hampshire, the mountain region all the way over me, Matt and Hannah to, to this house. And we walk in and I mean, it's terrible. There's mold on the walls. There's, you know, things are dilapidated, but the bones were good. And I only felt like the bones were good because we had looked at so many in the last three, four months leading up to that, uh, that I'm like, we got to move on this now. So we pulled the trigger, uh, didn't know what the hell we were doing. Uh, we had a $40,000 HELOC um, on our primary house. Matt's parents were our first private investor, which that becomes a pivotal point later on. And I tell people, and even to this day, how we've scaled to 40 million using these same principles. Yeah. Um, where they were going to give us a $50,000 personal loan to help obtain it. I heard an ad for a company on Bigger Pockets, which, funny enough, they never got back to me, but their competitor did. So we ended up doing our first few loans with one of those, I call them private lenders. They're not really hard money lenders, they're not really banks like in between. Yeah. Uh, no idea what the hell we were doing. I had no idea. I mean, I, I made so many mistakes. Long story short, we got it on a contract. We still own it today. We got it on a contract for three hundred thousand, and as it is, it appraised at four fifty. So we were like, "Hey, this seems good." We did it. <laughs> uh, fast forward, uh, we spent four months on it, and at the time, this is what Airbnb is becoming a quote thing. This is twenty seventeen, and. Didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we said, man, maybe we don't want to sell this. Maybe we should like, you know, rent this. This Airbnb thing sounds pretty cool. Lenders didn't even hear about Airbnb. So stubbornly, again, me and Matt are stubborn. That's why he's such a great business partner. I'm lucky to have him. We called like over a hundred lenders. We finally found one through a connection he had to sit down with us. She said, sure, I'll count future income. Sure, I'll count Airbnb. Sure, I'll do this. I'll do that. Couldn't believe it. And it's actually... I wish lenders have tightened up so much, even in that short time frame. We just got lucky, but it's why your relationships are important. In four months, we renovated this whole thing. We were up there on weekends. We were running a crew. We went through this whole thing, soup to nuts. And uh, we put in about 150000 It refined out and appraised at eight hundred. We walked out of the closing with a check with a surplus of like one hundred and sixty-two grand. Um. 
And I looked at Matt and Hannah and I said, this is what we're going to do from now on. And we didn't know. And we had to figure it out. And I mean, even within that deal, there's so many stories. I mean, the first GC we hired was so much cheaper than everyone else. And we decided, we knew he had a bad rep, but we said he's so much cheaper that what's the worst he can do, even if we fire him, we'll be in the black so much it doesn't matter. Well, then I'll tell you what he did. Uh, there was a domestic at the property. He was shooting guns in the woods. We had to fire him. I got a call from a jail cell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All sorts of fun stuff. But again, you have to push through and take action. Yeah. So we found a couple more guys to finish the job. Uh, one of them, my stepfather, a buddy of his, you know, they worked seven days a week for seven straight weeks to hit our deadline with our first renter coming in. Another important moment and why always get an opinion and do your research, but do your own research. We bought, we brought through, remember this is 2017. Airbnb is not that big yet. So people were still booking like on traditional websites and calling local. So we called the local property management expert in Kenny Bunkle. She walks the property and she goes, oh, I think when you're fixed up, you'll be fortunate to get $400 a night here. Today, I get $800 a night at that property. <laughs> so if we had listened to her and let someone else dictate our fate, it would have cost us to this point hundreds of thousands of dollars. That house just reappraised at a million bucks, right? We've, we've done that multiple times yeah. and it kind of set the course and it's kind of funny. Everything happens for a reason. So we made a tremendous amount of mistakes. We rolled up our, our, our sleeves. We got dirty. We figured it out. Um, and it kind of laid the framework for where out that first one that kind of catapulted. But yeah, that was the, that was the first deal we did. Wow. <laughs> Talk about getting in with both feet, man. <laughs> You know what? It's one of those things like, you know, you got to take action and you got to be decisive. And people think investing is risky. I'll, I'll tell you what I think is risky. I think trading your time for someone else's money and making someone else a fortune or living on the weekends or being miserable every day. I think that's risky. That's what I think is risky. And I've yet to be the person at the end of life who says, you know what I regret? I regret taking that risk. No, it's always the opposite, right? So it goes back to changing the way we think and changing the way we look at risk and opportunity and going from there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Even like, you know, thinking about the the concept of like, you know, if you're working like a 40 hour a week job, like spending more time like at work than you do at home. And like, if you're miserable at your day job, then like, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, and like, it's, like the amount of people that, that live that life is, is crazy. And it's, it's just, not well, I'm going to be brutally honest and um, hopefully I don't ruffle too many feathers, but it's really <laughs> on on me recently. And I believe it more and more, you know, we, as people like to tend to say that we, you know, we value honesty and we value integrity. We value character. What I'm starting to realize is most of us is just a bunch of fucking liars. And what I mean by that is if we were honest with ourselves, Okay. We would take total accountability of every element of our life. We would take total accountability of our decision-making. We would be empowered to make change, right? When someone comes to you and tells you they're taking a risk, what do people tend to say? They don't say, man, that's awesome. Man, you're going to crush it. They say, oh, you're crazy. How do you leave the safety, right? Think about that. We need to change the way we frame these. We need to change the way we look at these, in my opinion. Yeah. Empower each other to, to build towards those goals. But that's, you know, that's just my thoughts. You know? No, I, I totally agree, man. You know, and like, I, I feel like a big part of that is, you know, kind of who you surround yourself with. Oh, absolutely. Like, 
it's absolutely like negative people that are going to crucial part. <laughs> negative people, I'm telling you, negative people. That that's a cancer you have to cut out immediately. If someone is negative, you can't change them, but you can change the time you spend with them. Yeah. And you need to take again that total accountability piece. I preach it. I preach it. I preach it because. If someone that is such an energy drain, that is such an energy suck, you can't you can't combat that. You know, you're not gonna change that person. It's not your job to change them. You gotta control yourself and you gotta get yourself out of that situation. And if you're looking at the people you're spending time with and you're, you know, you feel like you're the smartest one or the most accomplished, or you know, you really kind of hit that ceiling, sometimes you have to have those tough conversations, you have to level up and you have to kind of keep pushing yourself until you hit your goals and, and, and you're where you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I feel like that is, you know, that can be kind of a really tough thing to do. And like me kind of being on the less experienced side, I guess you could say, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's a little hard, you know, because a lot of people like exactly like, you know, like you just said, like, like you tell them what they're you're doing and like, they're like, dude, like that's super risky. Like, why the hell are you doing that? You know, and like it's it's these are, Kyle, Kyle, not to cut you off, but these are the same people, right? Okay, this is what this is what pisses me off. Yeah. These are the same people who will go home, binge watch Netflix four nights a week, play Call of Duty the other three nights a week, all right, live in an apartment that they complain about how expensive it is, and never and then work wake up, work a job they hate, and then never do a damn thing about it. And they're gonna tell you what you're doing is risky. No, exactly. they're, terrified. <laughs> they're terrified to fail, they're terrified to take control of their own life. And that's what was risky. You know, give me that nonsense. Sorry. Get me going here, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree, man. You know, and like, I, I feel like it's like, do you think more, some people are just like way more comfortable than others? And like, they're just like, they just don't want to like, even like try to improve. Like, you know, like they're more comfortable just like, they can well, you, you, you gotta, you gotta think about it. Right. So when you're going against the brain, it's hard, right? So say someone say someone's 30, okay? We'll stay with the simple number. Someone's 30, they want to make a decision. Well, if they're programming up to that point, their education, their circle of, of comfort, their trust, their friends, their family, their parents, all that stuff has framed thinking in a certain way for 30 years. You got to think about the comp just like things compound positively, they compound negatively. Yeah. You have to think about from that perspective how you're trying to unravel that. And that is why... That's what I said earlier. When you start to be honest with yourself, that is when you will make a change because no one is going to motivate you like you're going to motivate yourself. And until you buy in mentally, right, nothing, nothing in life is that complicated. We have, fortunately, I mean, you can YouTube anything, right? Yeah. So why don't we all do it? Well, we all don't do it because we don't want to commit to doing it. It's hard, right? It's not easy. But that's why I don't know necessarily know if it's that people are scared or people are comfortable. It's a combination of everything. I think it's really when you're, when you're programmed and you've been taught one way for so long. And then think about it, right? If there's no entrepreneurs in your family, if none of your friends are doing any of this, if there's no one to really call and you got a decent salary, you're pretty happy, you know, you, you watch football on Sundays, you go to the trivia on Tuesdays, whatever the hell people do, I have no idea. And, you know, Who's going to inspire you to make a change until you want to do it yourself? And then when you get inspired, all the people around you don't have the answers. They're not doing anything different. You have to go out and seek that. I was so fortunate. I say it all the time. I, I My greatest gift is that my business partner, Matt, who's also a friend, like a brother, and my wife is also an investor in the business. 
it couldn't have worked out better for the three of us because we had our own circle. You know what I mean? And that kind of gives you that protection and that backbone and, you know, and that team, that teamwork element, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. You know, like, I feel like it's almost like you said, like, it's, it seems like it's just kind of like a self-awareness kind of game of like, if everybody around you, like, isn't really into that kind of thing, or, you know, are just like more comfortable, you know, just kind of doing like the work in their 40 hour jobs and like, you know, not being happy and whatever. And like, just enjoying the weekends and stuff. Like if they're comfortable with that and like, you're striving for bigger things, like you said, like, I, I feel like you just have to like be self-aware enough to be like, all right, like, you know, I have to find the people that have done what I want to do and then some and start hanging more around those guys, you know, to, to level yourself up, you know, and be able to have that support and support the people around you. And it's, it's crazy. You know, like I'm just starting to kind of see the impact of like, well, really see the impact, you know, of who you surround yourself with, like on, on a little bit of a bigger level than what I was used to before, you know, like it's, it's like really a big deal, you know, you know what it's lonely too. And it, yeah. When you're when you're going towards something that few people are doing, well, there's a reason few people are doing it. Yeah. You know, so you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. They don't just say that to say that. You have to you have to have such conviction and belief in where you're going and how you're going to get there that you know that's the only way. I mean, if you if you can't bet on yourself, if you can't buy into yourself, like like we say it all the time, right? Better yourself. Well, what that really means is having enough conviction to say basically a giant fuck you to everybody else. I'm going to do this on my terms. I'm going to do it my way and nothing's going to stop me. And you have to get in that mindset, right? Because that's going to have to motivate you because there's going to be times when you're doubted. There's going to be times you don't have the answer. There's going to be times it's not easy. You have to be able to push through and bet on yourself encapsulates that. And that's what we mean when we say that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Like you just have to kind of be in your own head, you know, because it's just, it's um like even now actually i'm uh by the time this episode posts i'm i might be closed on my first three family i'm not sure yet <laughs> but literally man like the entire process like was an absolute nightmare um you know for me like going through it and like literally like the past probably the little over a month you know literally like every single thing has gone wrong like inspection, appraisal, like, you know, we had to rebuttal the appraisal twice and then it got changed to FHA and another FHA appraisal. Like everything was a nightmare. And like, this was like definitely on the newer side of things to me, you know, and like, just like the mental strain, like it took on me, like was ridiculous. You know, it was, uh, hold on, hold on though. Stay, stay with what you just said though. Okay. <laughs> it took a strain on you. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But you're about to close on it. And guess what? Those battle scars are now your scars. And that experience is now your experience. So when you come up for air from this, this grind you've been in on this transaction, it's done. You've got it now, right? And that starts to compound because you didn't quit because you had persistence because you pushed through. It's not rocket science. It's grit. It's taking action. It's execution. And that's, that's the stuff that show up. And you'll be, you'll be well in your way if you keep that mindset as you go forward. It's tough, man. Like, I, I feel like that's something that isn't really talked about as much is like kind of the mental game of like, yeah, I mean, you know, like we talk about, like everybody talks about mindset and stuff like that all the time, but like, you know, like just kind of staying level-headed, I guess you could say, 
like like (laughs) you know in the past couple weeks like it's literally just been hit after hit after hit and like you know everything was kind of hitting the fan a little bit and like you know just just kind of seeing it for really like the first time like especially you know kind of for me like not for a client or anything like it was hitting hard and like you know like we were talking about earlier like I feel like it stems back to being able to you know have those people to reach out to for support and like you know like one of my friends she you know is another investor and stuff and like she's like really you know kind of got me through a lot of the the bs you know that that's been going on in the past couple weeks and like you know other people like if if you turn to the wrong people you know they might be like oh well you know maybe that's not the one for you no 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 (laughs) you know like we're gonna keep fighting until this thing's done until we can't move forward exactly there's there's problem solvers there's problem creators and you gotta solve it you gotta surround yourself with the problem solvers and it like it sucks, man, because like, like there's a lot of problem creators out there, you know, like especially like close. They leave opportunities for us, you know. Gonna, That's all it is. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm not gonna like name names or, or roles or anything, but like it's, it was definitely a curve, you know, when people that are very close to you are not trying to steer you in the wrong direction, but maybe like just not really like prepared or like you know, want the best for you. And like, you know, they just don't really see things in the lens that you do. Like, I don't want to say like, you know, they don't want the best for you or whatever, but like, they just don't see the bigger picture like you do. You know, like like trying to turn to them, you know, when things are hitting the fan, like that's, that might actually make it worse. You know, like you have to turn to the right people and like, you know, they'll be like, oh, dude, like I dealt with that, like, you know, a year ago, like three times, like you'll make it through. Don't worry about it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, all right, this is a little bit better. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, like, <laughs> like, like just it. going to the, the people that have done it before, you know, I'm like, yeah. dude, like I've been there, I did that, like it'll be all right, everything will be fine. And it's common, absolutely. You know, it's 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 crazy. Mm. So, Mike, what is the most important lesson that you have learned over your career so far? Um most important lesson I've learned over my career. I would say really start with the end in mind. Um, It shows up in your deal analysis. It shows up in your decision-making. It shows up uh, in your goal setting. It shows up in your teamwork. It shows up in your management, your monitoring. And if you know essentially where you're going, right? And it can change. It can adapt over time. But really understanding what you're trying to obtain with crystal clear focus and then working backwards step by step and making it manageable, making it obtainable. Uh, I would definitely say that that's my, my best piece of advice. I love that, man. I was actually I was listening to um, the Bigger Pockets podcast this morning or yesterday morning, and they were talking about Brandon said something that was very interesting. And it was, uh, or it might've been one of the guests, I forget, but somebody was saying to like, quote unquote, like write your eulogy and like uh, the E-Myth by Michael Gerber talks about this as well. Yeah. You know, and like seeing it for the first time, it's like, whoa, like, dude, what the hell? But like, after you dig into it a little more, a little bit more, it's like, I feel like that's like a really interesting point, you know, to be like, oh, like, you know, what do you want people to say about you? Like, what did you do in your life? Like, like, this is the end, like it, you can't go anymore. Like, this is as far as you can get. So like, if you can take this and be like, oh, you know, like, 
Michael, you know, was like an amazing guy. Like he showed like a million people how to be investors and like change them and their families' lives and like, you know, built this huge portfolio. And like, that's what you want to do. Like, I feel like it gives you a really good point to just keep reverse engineering it and be like, oh, well, you know, what do I have to do in the next five years, in the next year, in the next 12 months, yeah. next week, day, fucking hour? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and we call that again, throwing back to education was a term, you know, chunking. Okay. So you've got this big, massive goal, but then you can break it down into so small. I mean, you can literally break it down as much as what I'm doing today. And when you break it down into those minute details, it gives you clarity because, again, suddenly everything is obtainable. It's not overwhelming, right? And you feel empowered when you make progress. So by checking those things off as you do it step after step after step, you know, I like to use the analogy, you'll put your head down, you'll grind through these steps, you'll come up for air six months into a year and go, wow, look how much ground I covered. You know, we, we tripled in size this year. You know, we basically doubled and doubled again. And I actually feel at the end of the year, like it wasn't that crazy of a year. And it was because it was, you know, where we were going, we knew we were going, we we had broken it down in so many steps. It never really felt overwhelming. You know what I mean? And I I go back to, it's it's just the way we think in in our decision-making and again, having great team members and and partners, you know? Yeah. I love that, man. Like, I feel like, that that's something that I'm definitely still trying to figure out is like trying to keep things from becoming overwhelming, you know, by like taking that goal and like, you know, having that like really small, um, or what's it called daily consistent action. That's what I was saying. And just like, just boiling it down, like to not, you know, like killing yourself every day. And like, you know, eventually, like you said, like it will compound and everything. And, you know, all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh, wow. Like that's, that's a little bit more than I thought. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like tracking it the whole way and everything. And it's interesting. Oh yeah. So, yep. Mike, do you, um, do you like time block and stuff like that? Or this is just me. Asking. <laughs> uh, we've, no, no, we've, you know, I've experimented with all that. To, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of a gift and a curse um, at, with myself. And what I mean by that is I, I want to be better at some of that stuff, but I'm so, I'm so obsessive with everything I'm doing that I don't just I don't stop thinking about it. So what I mean with that gift and the curse is I can be a little bit cleaner with it. Yeah. And I feel like you know, when I get it right, but conversely, yeah. I'm so like I just don't turn off. I, I I just don't. I don't know how to explain it any way. It's like my personality, which is God bless all my friends <laughs> and my family for dealing with it. It's like like when I'm into something, like it'll be eleven o'clock at night. And I'll be texting people and I'll be like, Hey, what about this? And it's like, dude, really? Like, you know, it's Wednesday at, at midnight. Like, like no one cares about like your 12 unit value app, you know, but it's, it's, um, so there are a lot of techniques like that. I do believe, but for me, honestly, I'm, I'm the, you know, my wife would be someone better to ask that too. Cause she's a super organized, you know, detailed one. Um, I'm just kind of a visionary and, and typical entrepreneur. I'm you know, go, go, go yeah. details. But then what I do is surround myself with people who are really complimenting, you know, complimentary of my weaknesses and I kind of handle it that way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you, man. Like I've always like really liked the concept of time blocking, but like, what are like every day is just like kind of so different, you know, like. It's, it's know, an cause... individual, you know, if, if you're a very, if you're a very organized person who's going to need that to get going, that's your way. My way of dealing with it is it goes on my calendar 
And I just think through it obsessively. I mean, it's, it's all, we're all arriving at the same place because there's a system. The system and the process is the important thing, is what I would say, you know? Yeah, yeah I like that a lot, man. Definitely. Go, go, go. Ooh, I love this one. How do you define wealth? I know we, we kind of uh, talked about it a little, but. The, I, I define, in my definition, the way I look at it is, uh, the true combination of time and financial freedom. And that's why, you know, I like to talk about one of my really, you know, good friends, my, my oldest friend, say he's the most successful guy I know. And he's far and away not the, the paper richest guy I know, but he's designed a life where he essentially does what he wants, lives the way he wants, and enjoys his time how he wants every day. Every day. I don't necessarily agree with the way he does all the stuff, but he's, he's so comfortable with the way he's doing it. I mean, what's the point? You know, if, if we all want, like I have, you know, my goals, my company's goals, all that, but I'm very comfortable where I'm at now. So I guess I would define, like, I know people who, who you know, might have a higher net worth, you know, whatever, but if they're not happy, if they're not, making decisions and living the way they want. I wouldn't define that as wealthy. I'd say they make a lot of money, Yeah. but you know, money, money is the minute, the minute you be, I'll, I'll tell anybody this and I'll stand by this. The minute you start making real money, you know, the minute, you know, you know, you know, once we became millionaires, you know, if you will, nothing really changed. It was just, it is what it is. So money is such a weak motivator, right? And I grew up poor. So when I was a kid, I thought, you know, money's the big thing. Well, it's because you don't have it. The minute you get it, you realize it's not, what? Yeah. <laughs> you just can't fuel the fire as much as you think it can, yeah. you know, in my opinion. I think that's super interesting. You know, like it, it's just really interesting. Like the, the relationship or like the, the principle of money itself, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we all like struggle, like to get it so bad and everything, like just to like give it away again. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, you know, like once you're, you're making it great, but like, and like we were talking about a little bit earlier, you know, like staying humble and like, you know, keeping your same life, you know, and absolutely blowing it on stupid stuff and, <laughs> you know, and like, well, and that goes back to the definition of wealth and the lifestyle design, you know, it, again, it all, you'll hear me bring up these things full circle, starting with the end in mind. We know what we want, right? I want to be able to travel, which I do all the time. I want to be able to bounce around from my Airbnb properties, which support my travel lifestyle, which I do all the time. Uh, I want to be able to problem solve with scale within business. I like that. I do that all the time. You know, it's all lifestyle design. It's all starting with the end. So now I was just trying to scale that and build that bigger and bigger to the point where, I mean, how big do you go? You know, we want to make, you know, hundred K a month a piece. Okay. Well, once we hit that, uh, no. I don't know. Do we <laughs> oh, I mean, and again, at that point, I think it just compounds, but you know, that's your point. Okay. Well now what, you know, like what is the next thing? And, and that's when we'll do the same process again. We'll have that goal and we'll say, okay, well now we'll do this. We'll do that. But it's that, to, that to me is wealth. It's, it's, it's that design and living life through that design, a design that you create, you know? Yeah. And there was, uh, actually the guest that, um, that's going to be posted next week. The guest that I interviewed right before you, he, um, he made a pretty good point, actually, you know, talking about that same exact thing. And like, if you look at some of like the richest people in the world, right, like Bill Gates, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg, like, uh, you know, all those like crazy, you know, uber wealthy kind of people, 
why do they keep working and keep building? You know, they, they got all the money in the world. Like you could just call everything quits. You don't have to do a thing for the rest of your life. You know, your kids, their kids, their kids, like nobody has to do anything if you don't want to. But why are they still continuing to work? Because the, the passion, the hunger, the creativity, the, the need to contribute, the need to have a purpose is still there. It's bigger. Right. And, and that's, I, I guess you're spot on. And that's exactly what it is. You're always going to be doing something. I mean, you know, I could sit on a beach every day and do nothing if I wanted that now. And as I laugh when people say it, the only people who say that are people who can't do it. Yeah. I have yet to be a person who can sit on a beach every day who chooses to sit on a beach every Because you didn't get there by sitting on a beach every day. You're not, you're not wired in that way. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than that. You know, it's, absolutely. It's, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. And like, absolutely. that was, that was something that, that really hit me in a different place was like, oh, well, like, it, it's almost like you know, like how big can we take this? So like, you know, what other projects and stuff can I start? Like, you know, like it's bigger than that. Like, how can I help more people out? And like, you know, just give more value out. Like I already have the money thing figured out. Like, great. But like, now what, like, what else can we do? Like, what can we build? 100%, 100%. And that's, that's what it's all about in my opinion. Yeah. It's such a crazy concept. You know, like something that, that I, you know, kind of live by is like, you know, basically I call it kind of like continuing the cycle. So basically like, you know, you learn like real estate investing or like, you know, how to build a business or, you know, whatever your, your kind of forte is, you know, from all these people and books and podcasts and YouTube and everything. Like, I feel like it's extremely important to be able to like, you know, learn that, like do your thing and then be able to bring up other people with you, you know, and like kind of continue the cycle and like, you know, be able to teach that to like all these other people and like bring them up too. And like, it just, you just have to keep it going. Absolutely. Like keep the value going. And like, it's, it's so much bigger than the money, man. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> you know? Spot on, just spot on Kyle. Spot on. It's nuts. All right. Ooh. So Mike, I got one more question for you here, man. Do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that would you would recommend to anyone? Yeah, I'm, I'm an avid uh, reader. Uh, read books, also audiobooks, podcasts. I mean, you name it. I, I just think we're we are living um, in the greatest uh, time ever. Yeah. The amount of opportunity we have is is abundant. I mean, it's, it's insane. Uh, so staying with that, uh, the one I always like to shout out um, is MJ DeMarco. He's got a bunch of good books, uh, Millionaire Fast Lane, Unscripted, uh, Escape the Rat Race, or The Great Rat Race, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like it because it's really no nonsense. It's really right in your face. And it will really tell you if you're truly ready to bet on yourself, you're truly ready to become an entrepreneur, you know, business owner, investor full time. That book will resonate with you. If that book doesn't resonate with you and you're not comfortable with someone being that aggressive, that assertive and telling you, I think it you need to really evaluate where you're at mentally when you get to it. And I just think it's very obtainable. And I think a ton of things that I got out of the book that I still apply um, in my everyday investing and my everyday business and decision-making. And I think MJ does a great job and I would highly recommend them. And uh, of course, you know, some of the stuff we've met, some of the collaborators we've met, you know, along the way, there's just so much out there. Anything you need today, you can find. That's huge, man. I, I haven't read uh, any of his books. I'll have to put them on my list. <laughs> yeah, no, MJ DeMarco's, no, he's, he's, I hope you get him on uh, Tell Us Why someday. We've been talking about Instagram behind the scenes, so I hope uh, I hope you get him on. 
Yeah, that would be incredible. Which that's actually a really great transition. I, I kind of wanted to talk about your podcast a little bit, man. You know, like tell us a little bit about that and like how you guys started and yeah, phenomenal guys. You definitely so, have to <laughs> thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. And and staying with that, back to goal setting and making things real. Actually, just recently we have an episode coming out on goal setting. <laughs> I was going through an old computer bag and I found a notebook uh, that I wrote down my goals at the end of 2019 for 2020. And uh, two years later, we crushed everything on that list. And the top of the page was tell us why. Then it had a question mark because apparently I don't know grammar. Uh, <laughs> and I talked to Jack, who I met through a mastermind, my coach, Jack Del Rimple, another real estate investor. And the whole idea was to try to basically build a community around people's whys. You know, what is your why? What makes you passionate? What that why is really the thing that will help you push through and it will change with you as you grow. It'll change. It'll evolve. And it wasn't just going to be real estate. It wasn't going to be investing. We wanted to do financial education and, and education and entrepreneurs and business owners and big time investors, retired investors, new investors, resources. And um, it's really kind of come together. And uh, we, hope we're, we hope we're adding value to the community. We're trying to build. The website just went live. Uh, feel free to check it out. Tell us why podcast.com. And um, like I said, that's really the community we're building and we're, we're pretty passionate about it. And I'm, I'm enjoying having a good time. And I'm sure Jack is too. Uh, when he's uh, when he's not messing up on one of the recordings, we're giving him a hard time. But uh, yeah, we're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, name it. And uh, we'd, we'd love to have you guys all check it out. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll definitely drop everything down below. So are you guys like just kind of um, focusing on like New Hampshire, or, like kind of all around? No, we're we're going we're we're going nationwide. We're going international. Um, we did a we do we're doing a couple of webinars that have been very well received. We've had people from all over on there. I'm going to be doing another one, a second part of Airbnb investing. Uh, we did one with my deal flow structure. Um, really, the goal is to try to bringing it back to education. My previous work previously, I don't do the victim mindset thing, but I do believe there is a lack of exposure to a lot of this stuff. You know, the stuff that I'm doing now that I'm obtaining, I feel like if I had been exposed to this at a younger age, I would have got there sooner and I want to shit out with everybody. Because once you're exposed to it, your results will dictate your outcome. You know, excuse me, your, your action will dictate your outcome. But if you don't know where to start or even what questions to ask, it's not really a level playing field. So we're trying to level that playing field is really what we're trying to do in any small way in which we can contribute, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I, I totally agree with you. You know, like, it's almost like, like this stuff is like really crazy, you know? And like, like you almost have to find it like by accident, I guess. Like you almost just have to kind of like stumble across it and like, like, why? Exactly. They're, not, they're not teaching this in school. Which is the problem. <laughs> we don't, that'd be a whole nother hour. So we can't, we can't do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, man. You know, it's it's just, it's crazy. You know what I mean? And I don't know. Like, I, I, like, really strive to kind of tell, like, as many people as possible, like, especially, you know, if they're on the younger side about this kind of stuff and, like, just kind of, you know, pass it over to them and be like, hey, like, you got to check this thing out, man. Like, you might like it, you might not, but, like, here's something that's a little bit different that, you know, is a little untraditional, but, you know, if it's for you, it's for you. You know, like, I think that's great. Really change things. It's it's important. Like it know? really absolutely is. You're 100 percent spot on there. You know, it's it's so much bigger and like it's it's so attainable. You know what I mean? And like, 
like one of the the really big eye openers for me was like how many people well when I first started kind of getting into this stuff was like how many people around even like my area you know were into this kind of stuff on like a, a bigger scale like you look on like LinkedIn or Instagram or bigger pockets or something like you type in like I'm from Tuxbury so you know type in like Tuxbury you know investors real estate whatever and like a whole list of people come up you know, it's crazy, like the amount of uh, like investors and like entrepreneurs and like these people are everywhere. But like, you have no idea unless like you're really looking for it. Well, they, they only start to feel everywhere once you start looking for it. You know what I mean? And that's, it feels like when you're in this space, it feels like everyone's investing in real estate when in reality, it's a tiny amount of people. Yeah. But it's because your mindset is switched and now you're looking for it. So you're seeing it, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it, it totally flip flops, you know, and like you see everything through through the real estate lens now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no. Thank you so so much for coming on here, Mike. It was uh, it was a real pleasure to have you on. You know, I love absolutely everything that you're doing, man. Doing some really crazy stuff, and uh, yeah, you know, that was that was absolutely amazing. So. Uh, um, Sorry, <laughs> We're no, but, on, uh, like social media and stuff. Can you the podcast? Yeah, I would tell people, please uh, feel free to um, check out uh, tell us why underscore underscore on Instagram. Uh, tell us why podcast.com. Uh, the tell us why podcast. You can check us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. Click like, subscribe, follow, give feedback, check it out. Um, come be part of this community. We're really trying to build something where everybody's involved. Uh, so it's ambitious. We're doing it. We have been doing it and it's growing. We're very pleased with where we're at and uh, come be part of this journey with us. Go check them out, guys. Go give it a listen. It's absolutely amazing. But thank yeah, you for having Thank me. you so much again, Mike. I'll talk to you soon, man. That was awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right. Take care. All right, guys. That concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.